In this episode of Head in the Clouds, we will be diving into the Salesforce certification world and discussing what a Salesforce certification is, how you can get that certification, and why you should get that certification. The point of the episode is to get into the details surrounding the preparation for your certification and what you can expect after you become certified. What study guide can I trust? Is it appropriate for my company to cover the cost? And most importantly to everybody listening out there, are you going to get that salary bump? These are all common questions that people ask but may struggle to find the answers to. Stay tuned for the details. Okay, on number one, we have Salesforce certifications. What are they? So number one is obviously the foundation of this entire episode, which is going to set up uh, number two and number three. How do you get them? Why you should get them? So let's first break down what a Salesforce certification is so that we can understand um, why it then becomes important, why you may want to consider getting it, how you would actually go about doing that. So to read off a definition that I found, a Salesforce certification is a benchmark that requires, or sorry, that recognizes the skills, expertise, and real world know-how of today's cloud specialists. So in other words, it's a certification that you can go and get proving that you have not only best practice knowledge of Salesforce for a specific role functionality that you're in, uh, but also in these tests, they can they include more of like business case uses um, and give you this multiple choice question posed with that business use case and how you would actually apply it. Um, so it, it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of like obviously understanding definitions and the basic terminology that's available in that role, but also more importantly, how would you actually apply this? So more or less, that's what this certification is. How that is structured is a multiple choice exam that is 60 questions. Um, every single question on there is multiple choice. And on that note, they usually are not, there are some, but a lot of them I would say are more multiple choice are correct versus you know, here's a question, choose between the four answers below, one of them's correct. It's typically like, here's a use case or here's something, uh, they'll define something for you and say, which of the ones are true or which of these are not true or how would you go about doing this? Um, and in a lot of these cases, it's, a, it's an all or nothing point system. So you'll read this whole thing out, this, uh, business use case definition, whatever it might be. And it's, it's an all or nothing situation. So you either get all three of those answers, right, that you selected, or you don't. Um, so that does make it a little bit tricky. Uh, it is nice that there are multiple choice. So you can kind of decipher between reading which ones you know, are obvious wrongs and obvious rights. Um, but it usually seems like, at least for me, 
you'll find one or two in there that you're like, ah, it could be this or that. I can't exactly remember. Um, so that's kind of how they can get you is that, uh, it's that all or nothing point system for each question. So, uh, that's part of the structure. Um, they are proctored exams. So, uh, with a proctored exam, they also offer you two choices. You can sign up and do a remote situation where you take it from your house, um, or you can do an on-site um, proctored exam and it will actually look at um, different testing centers. Oftentimes there are colleges in your local area that you can sign up and go out to. I know for me in my specific area, there's I think two or three, um, but they're not really close by. I think like the closest one is a college and uh, it's about a 25 minute drive or so for me. So something to kind of consider there if they aren't super close by. Um, when you're making that choice though, I would uh, have you kind of decipher between what's the best way for you personally that you like to take tests because there are some pros and cons between both of those options. Um, the first option, if you take an on-site, they uh, have you go to a testing center, this college, like I mentioned, and you do get away with maybe some things that you wouldn't taking it remotely, at least in my experience. So for me personally, I like to read the questions out loud help and kind of think out loud while I'm taking these tests. And when I go on site, they have someone in the room watching you. And in my case, when I've usually scheduled to go, there's like no one in these testing areas. So when I go, there's no one really around me. A lot of the, a couple of times it's just been me in the room. And um, when I'm sitting in this room, they obviously, I think, let some stuff go, right? Like I'm kind of mumbling to myself, getting through this question, reading out loud. And I've never been told anything one way or the other. Uh, when I took it remotely most recently, um, there's it's still proctored. So somebody's still paying attention to you taking this test. And when I was taking it, I was doing that same thing, kind of reading these questions out loud to myself and actually had a prompt pop up letting me know that I wasn't able to read the questions out loud and I actually had to accept the terms, hit yes, and then it resumed my test. And part of that I would assume is probably two things. One, they don't want somebody sitting next to you, I'm sure like Googling the questions and then pointing them out that they can't see on camera and, and helping you get through it. And then two, they're really strict about uh, the clutter around you, what you bring into the exam, just like you would a normal thing in school, um, so that you can't take that information and put it online. So Salesforce, part of the reason these certifications stay prestigious and hold value is because there isn't a ton of information out there. Sure, people do it, but it's, it's more difficult to find this information online. Um, and they also change it fairly frequently as well. So if stuff leaks out, they are changing these tests pretty frequently so that uh, they can make sure that it's holding weight. Um, so obviously you wanna kind of uphold all that because you're going through this whole thing of trying to take the certification, doing all this studying to get it done. You obviously want it to hold weight and be something important that you can show your future employer or your current employer that uh, you know the best role, or sorry, you know the best uh, practices for your role um, and business application uses. So those are some things to consider between those two. Um, 
as far as the pricing for the test, the test itself is $200 and um, you sign up. Obviously, you're choosing between this on-site or remote. If it's remote, you're obviously going to have a lot more choices of when that day is. Um, but you just go through your trailhead, actually. So in our last episode, we talked a little bit about trailhead and what that was and how you can learn on there. So you go through your trailhead and... If you go on your trailhead, there's actually a tab when you log in at the very top. Um, so you're like home tab, learn tab for companies tab, community tab. There's one called credentials. And if you hover over that, there's two different things you can look at. Super badges, which is a different topic. And there's certifications. So you can click on certifications. And when you click on certifications, up pops another page here where you can actually cycle through a couple different things. You can cycle through uh, what role you're currently in, or if this is something more you're interested in going a specific route in Salesforce, you could also look at, you know, uh, Salesforce developer, let's say, and look at the certifications that are available for that specific role and also help you map out your career path a little bit more so you can figure out you know what it is that you should be studying for what you should be uh, looking out for and trying to test on once you have that knowledge so pretty cut and dry of how you would do that um, from there once you find the specific certification that you want to take let's say i just want to take my advanced admin one uh, there's a button in those boxes that will pop up that say schedule now and that's going to bring you to this website that looks like it's from 1999. And you're going to think that you just went to some spam website, in my opinion, uh, called Criterion. And uh, I just, it, the design of it just looks like really old fashioned to me. But you go over to this site and on this site, Criterion, you didn't go to the wrong place. It's basically just this testing thing that they've partnered with. And uh, if you don't want already, you have to set up a uh, uh, an account or, yeah, an account, I guess I should call it. And um, once you've signed up for that, it'll obviously store all your credentials, all that good jazz with Salesforce. And um, from there, it's, it's pretty cut and dry of moving into schedule exam. I think there's a tab called that. And then, you know, what, what test do you want to take? You click your test. And um, from there, it'll give you a pop-up calendar where you'll select the date that you actually want to go. So that's kind of how you can actually get in there and take a test. Um, the structure around like what it is that the certification is um, and more or less how you can kind of plan your, your future career out by looking at these certifications and trying to understand what you should be studying for. Um, so let's go on over to number two now that we understand you know, what is the certification? What's it consisting of? How's it structured? So number two is focused on how can we actually get those certifications? So we we told you physically how you can actually go and do that. Like how you go to this Criterion site and you sign up, you pick your test, you pay for it. Uh, the other part of that might be, you know, how do I study for it? What resources are, are, are out there that um, are available to me that I can utilize to study for it? And, um, you know, what should I be looking out for when I'm going to those resources or those different websites and, um, which ones can I trust? What should I purchase? What should I not purchase? I think we're all questions that I had when I first started looking into this, it was kind of like, yeah, I mean, 
I could obviously get on Google and Google um, Salesforce admin certification exam or study guide. And I'm sure there's going to be thousands of things that pop up and different blogs and different reasons and different YouTubes and YouTube videos that will pop up, uh, you know, telling me all these different things. And, and that's pretty much what happened. Like I had all these videos pop up, people giving me their testimony of why they did certain things. Um, but a lot of it was just kind of like noise because I still didn't really have an actionable uh, way to go about it. I didn't really have something that was in front of me that I could trust and say, yeah, if I study this or I take these exams, this is more or less like what the test is going to be like. And I can uh, go into it feeling pretty confident that I studied the right type of stuff. Um, one part I actually should have put in there, but this is really key for number two as well on, on point one is part of that structure for this test. Obviously they're structured to test you on knowledge for a more of a specific role. So either a Salesforce developer, you know, a Salesforce admin, a Salesforce consultant, an architect, whatever it is, it's more of this test in a specific role, looking at functionality that you either know how to do or you don't know how to do. And so on number two, part of that is like, what should I study? And this is actually, Salesforce does put this out. So you could actually just, you know, Google the certification and what it consists of. Um, but like for your platform app builder, let's say that one's a little more advanced admin, getting into dev type of stuff. So their heaviest section that they have on there is um, process automation. So it, I believe it's worth 27% of the overall test. Um, so there's these different sections and they, they, they take up a certain amount of your test, right? So obviously the first thing that you probably should be worried about is, is looking at those different sections and then figuring out which ones are the heavy parts and focus most of your time there. Because what that means is when you actually take this test, um, more of those questions are going to be focused on process automation than they are on, uh, let's say for the platform app, then mobile, right? Mobile is going to be a lot lower and they're only going to ask you, you know, a slimmer amount of questions on the mobile stuff than they are on the process automation. Cause, and that specific certification, that's, that's more what they care about. So, um, you can Google that, find it on Salesforce, uh, uh, where I specifically go. And I always would recommend to everybody is focus on force. So focus on force has been a great resource for me. Um, I feel like there has been a lot of knowledge around, uh, specifically the admin one, when I took it, it seemed like it was almost like lined up perfectly pattern wise of how the questions were worded, what they were asking me questions about, um, you know, the study guide, how that lined up to what I was actually quizzed on. Um, so it worked out really well and focus on forces kind of where I've always tried to go back to, to study for future ones and where I've been studying currently. Um, so I would definitely check them out. Uh, they have some great stuff on there and they actually do exactly what I just said. So instead of Googling, you know, what the sections are for each one, they actually have that breakdown for you and will tell you how much of the percentage that it makes up of the test. Uh, so focus on force is, is a really good one um, that I would definitely recommend checking out. Uh, other places that I've heard people going 
are places like uh, Salesforce Ben, I believe, put some mock-up te mock tests out there. Uh, Quizlet has a lot of stuff out there. Um, on Quizlet, since it's more of these uh, users that can go in and actually just put out information, I would be careful on that one just because um, it could be outdated information or things that have changed uh, or what have you. So Quizlet isn't as filtered as uh, Focus on Force would be. Uh, between those two options, since those are the two I'm gonna focus on that I know the most about, Focus on Force is going to be something you pay for and Quizlet is something that's going to be free. So also you can judge it that way too, right? Not in all cases, but in a lot of cases, especially if they're respected like Focus on Force, if you pay for something, you're typically getting something uh, a, a little more valuable, you could say, because you're, you're obviously paying for it. It's a service that you're paying for. Um, so on Focus on Force, you have two different parts you can pay for. There's an actual study guide uh, that you can choose from, and there's a practice exam that you can do. So if we just go back and we look at you know, my past stuff for the admin, uh, there's a study guide here and it will have all these different parts that are, that are made up with it. So organizational setup that consists of 3% of the test, uh, standard and custom objects that makes 14% of the test. Um, let's see, app exchange that only makes up 2% of the test. Uh, there's also a community on here. So people comment, they ask questions, they talk about passing or failing, talking if it was good or bad to purchase this. Uh, so that part's great. And that part itself is 20 bucks for the study guide. And they also have another one that is going to be your exams. So they have another section, which is practice exams that you can purchase and they do the same thing. So they break it down, you know, here's some stuff on standard and custom objects, data management, analytics, uh, whatever it might be for your specific test. And it's pretty cool because they have two different ways to go about it. They have something that you can do where they have six practice exams that are the full length. They're all 60 questions and it's just like a mock-up that you would do in real life. And then they also have um, a short one that's only 20 questions that kind of picks from all these different tests, all the other 60 that are, or sorry, all the other six full practice exams that are available. And it's just 20 and that makes it maybe a little more feasible. I know for me, I try to take, you know, one or two full length ones um, just to kind of get a feel for my pacing, you know, if I'm doing well with the time. Um, I guess that's a, another key point I, I left out. I apologize. So part of number one, uh, I believe it's an hour and a half that you have to take this test. So as you're studying for it, the reason I take that full length one is to um, just make sure that I'm, I'm not taking too long on these questions. I'm pacing well for it. So they have these two. And then after I've taken the two full length ones, one to two of them, I'll start just taking the 21 uh, because I can get through it quicker. It's not so time demanding where I got to spend so much of my night after work to dedicate to reading through all these questions, you know, an hour, an hour and a half to take this test. So it's a quicker way to get that information. And then lastly, on the um, uh, practice exams that you can purchase for $20 on Focus on Force, they also have uh, topic specific tests, which is really nice. So if 
you feel pretty good about it, but you're lacking in maybe data management for the admin one. They have a test that you could actually click into. Uh, it does allow you to, for each one of the tests, choose to look at the answers at the end of the exam or right after you've selected your answer, which is also nice. Uh, you'll go and you'll start that exam and then all those questions uh, are then going to consist of anything on that specific section that you chose. So data management in our case that we just picked, uh, it's going to have 45 questions available that are all specifically about um, data management, which is very nice. So in my opinion, I would, uh, if you go the focus on force route, I would actually recommend just buying both of those. Uh, I buy them both each time. And something that you should definitely consider and look into is check out with your company and see if they're willing to cover either a partial amount or the full amount of things like this. Typically, uh, companies want to see you succeed and have the um, confidence that you know how to do your job well and they'll usually be more than willing, in my experience, to at least cover partial or all of it for your study material as well as your $200 test. So if you don't have to spend 250 bucks, I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. The company wins because you're getting certified. You win because you didn't have to pay and you get certified. So if nothing else, it's worth the ask, I would say. So check out with your company first. Um, but yeah, that's where I would go. Uh, like I said, you can find these different free things online, I'm sure. Uh, but I've always used Focus on Force and a big advocate for that for, you know, the two that I've been studying for. Uh, heard a lot of good things from other people out there as well. Um, let's see. I think that's pretty much it for number two. Um, I, I believe a passing score for most of these is uh, 65 to 70%. I, I believe most of them are, if not all of them are 65%. I could be wrong and some could be higher. Um, but it's right around that range. So it's just like a, a letter grade in school. Uh, you're wanting to pass the test um, with at least, obviously, a D is passing. So um, they kind of judge it that same way. Um, so I believe that gives you, as far as answers correct, since there's 60 of them, I think it's like 38 that you have to have correct out of 60. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's everything for number two of like how you should focus on that, like where that structure is to get some resources at your hands to look into it. So with the, the time remaining here, let's hurry and jump over to number three, which is why should I get them? And this is kind of my favorite part of the subject because it, my favorite part is obviously not going to be the studying. It's not really going to be going to take this test, going out of the, out of your way to go do all that stuff, um, understanding what the test is. I mean, none of that part is, is fun for anybody, I would say. So number three, the reason you're doing it is kind of the why, right? Like, is this going to be worth my time? So some questions around that are, you know, do I get a salary bump if I were to get certified? Um, you know, what does this actually show? What kind of credentials is this going to show for me and my profile and future employers? Um, you know, how can this help me find a job or help me out in my current job? Um, and it really kind of questions around that, right? Like, how does this help me? Why would I actually go and do it? And if we take those questions kind of one by one, uh, the salary bump is usually the first thing people want to ask, you know, is this going to help my overall bottom line? And there was a really good survey done, I think between Mason Frank and Salesforce Ben that you can find online that I have here pulled up in front of me. And there's a couple parts that I would want to discuss about that. 
uh, salary bump, this one kind of also is broken out into competition. So we talked about this a little bit in our first episode of the overall competition for Salesforce and uh, how you get your foot in the door. And something that stood out to me was they took the survey, they take it every year, Mason Frank does, uh, which is a, a huge proponent with Salesforce stuff. Uh, so they take a survey every year and anybody can participate, sorry, can participate in it. And uh, basically just give your information out for them to use in these surveys so that people in the Salesforce community kind of know what's going on with like average pay and who's certified, who's not certified, what certifications people are getting and so on and so forth. So in front of me, I have this article on Salesforce Ben uh, from Mason Frank talking about the competition level. And it was actually pretty surprising, but it says 71% of respondents to the survey were Salesforce certified. So if you're not even going to get pay, like, and you want to get your foot into Salesforce or you want to be considered more of a professional, I guess you could say, or more, um, like uh, of a specialty item in your role, uh, I would consider that if, if more than half all, all the way up to 71% of people are getting certified, um, that's going to play into the competition quite a bit of if you're not certified, right? Cause if you're not certified, it's like, okay, well, 71% of people doing Salesforce say they are according to the survey. Right. So if you're not, why not? Like, why didn't you take the time to do it? So that's something to consider. Um, passing that though, I think the most pop, the most popular one also, by the way, is the admin, your first 201, just the admin cert. So also, if you have that, that's something to consider like, okay, cool. You got a certification, which is great, but you know, uh, it's also the most popular one. So not really going to set you apart. So it's really that, you know, two, three, four, fifth cert uh, that's going to really set you apart that people don't have. Um, as far as the salary bump, uh, I believe it's in here as well. Yes. Okay. So they say, in fact, 44% of certified respondents experience an increase in salary after getting certified. So just about half of people responding said that they got a pay raise after being certified. Um, I've personally taken this survey. So the way they word it is also maybe some context you want to know. They ask something kind of along the lines of like, after you took this, you know, certification, did you get a raise? And it might be something more like, uh, I think it may be a better way to word that would be, since you've now been certified, whenever that was, after you were certified, were you able to get more money? Were you able to get that salary bump? Because I think for me, like it didn't really play out that way. Like I didn't go, you know, and, and it really hasn't ever for me. Like I don't go get a certification and then instantly my uh, employer or yeah, my employer is like, oh yeah, let's, uh, yeah, you got certified. Okay, let's, let's bump you up. Like it's just not the way it works. Right. So I think a better way to word that question and maybe why that could have been at 44%. Because I would say in my case, it, it is true that um, you're able to see that salary bump once you get certified is it's more of like, after you got that certification, um, did I have more people reaching out? Yes. Did I have more people offering more money? Yes, because there was more competition for my skill set, right? So for me, it was true. Uh, about half, according to whatever way they worded it here, said it was true. So I would say, yeah, you can kind of count on that happening. Uh, 
more knowledge you have, more practicality that you bring to the company, obviously the easier it's going to be to be able to get more money. So salary bump. Yes, I would say so. Uh, number two, I would say proven knowledge. Um, this kind of plays into why else you should get it outside of salary bumps and jobs and all that stuff. I would say even if nothing else, even if nothing else came of it, it's a good idea to get certified because they're teaching you best practices of how to do your job. So even if you just want job stability and job security or peace of mind to know what you're building or what you're doing is correct, then I would go get certified because when you're studying for that and you're testing on it, you're saying that you know the best practices and what those are and how you should implement that in a business use case. So if nothing else, it proves your knowledge and well, is going to help you out. Um, but lastly, we also touched on this in episode one. Um, but lastly, it's going to really help you out when it comes to um, getting discovered. So, you know, if you jump over to LinkedIn and um, you wanted to get discovered, right? Somebody wants to find a, let's just keep using that admin one since that's most applicable. Let's say someone wants to find an admin. What am I going to do if I'm a recruiter? I have my um, requirements given to me by whatever manager. And they say, yeah, we want someone that's certified. Uh, we need an admin. Uh, we need them in, you know, Texas. Okay, so if I'm a recruiter, I'm jumping on LinkedIn. I'm hitting that search bar. And I'm typing in what? Certified Salesforce Admin Texas. That's what I'm going to search by. And what pops up? All this stuff, right? Certified, 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 certified. And where are they at? Texas, 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 Texas. So all these people popping up right on this search link is going to be based upon that discovery. So if I don't have this certification, Sure, you could lie and say that you're certified and put it in your keywords. They're then going to click on you and quickly find out you don't have it because they can verify all of these certifications on Salesforce. They can verify if you have it or not. So not a great way to lie because um, I personally haven't been a part of it um, or at a company when this has happened, but I've heard stories of people hiring and somebody says they're certified. They bring them in. They verify it before they get there. <laughs> And then they kind of put them on the spot or they'll pull it up in front of them and just verify it in front of them. And then they don't have it and it makes them feel pretty awkward and on the spot. So don't do it that way. Um, so really the only answer here is to get certified then put it into your profile. Let them know that you have it. Um, but what I'm getting around to, right, is that if I'm searching on LinkedIn, that's the way I'm going to be looking for somebody is I'm going to be looking for certified, right? So certified Salesforce developer. If I do the same thing in um, New York, if I type that in, the same thing's going to pop up right under people. If I'm looking for that information, here's New York, Salesforce developer, certified Salesforce, right? So that's like another big part of this entire thing is, you know, building on the foundation of episode one, getting found, getting your foot in the door, having a good career in Salesforce. Certifications are everything to get discovered by future employers and by future um, job opportunities um, because people want to know that you know how to do your job. You know, it's if there's not a degree for it or if there's not schooling for it, how else are they really going to know? It's the same thing with any other job, though, right? 
if there's some type of trait or degree that you're supposed to have to do your job, they're searching the exact same way. So this isn't like something that's um, mysterious, I should say to anybody like this is this seems like pretty common sense. I just think once you think it out, you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's how they're going to find me. But it's for any job, right? Like they, they want to know your certifications. They want to know that you have X, Y, and Z, the basics of whatever it is that you do down. So if you want to get discovered, you kind of want to get your skin in the game. Um, that's going to be a big part of it is getting this certification. So I would, I would wrap that up with number three. I would say the very last part is that discovery piece that, um, you know, outside of everything else that we just talked about and expanding your knowledge and all that, if you want someone to find you, it, that's a big part of it. Like they don't want to siphon through all these different applications, all these different profiles, just to possibly take a chance on somebody that doesn't have it or, um, you know, to actually go through all that work to do it in the first place, I think is a big part of it. Because if it's a recruiter, they're just going by whatever the manager told them to initially, most of the time, right? If they told me I got to get someone certified, I got to get someone certified. So if you don't have the certified box checked, then I'm moving on because there's plenty of other people, as we discovered, 71% of other people are going to have a certification, especially for the admin one. So let me just look for somebody that does have it. So that last piece of discovery is it's like that competition comes into play. And I think a lot of people out there, people I've talked to, people that have messaged me, people I've, you know, chatted with about all this kind of stuff, they have, you know, these very difficult circumstances and up, upbringings and uh, interesting ways that they got into Salesforce. And guess what? They're certified and they, they were willing to do the work to get it. So um, it just puts in a lot of competition for you if you're you're not willing to do that and get that certification.